The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about some first Gundam with some mobile suit variations and, you know, other other such things. Um, nothing spoilery at all, really. So please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista in G. I need to go grocery shopping. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Dylan. There's not much to eat in this house. Uh, any plans? Um, I'm gonna get some cheese. I don't know. I have, um, we had a taco day at work mm. where they, they hired a, they hire a person who runs a taco truck and they just open up like a, you know, a little, a little stand in the break room. And that's nice. Um, nice. And since I worked till close, I was there long after the taco man left, and oh, they just no. packaged up all the leftover food, oh. and we're just like, if anyone wants this, and everybody else was too shy, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take a big container of, you know, like, cooked taco chicken. This is great. Oh, okay, yeah. That um, sounds pretty good. But it turns out you need stuff with that. You can't yes, just you can't. put chicken in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, it's just maybe not, yeah. you know... Yeah. Not ideal. God, I miss taco trucks. When I used to do the convention work, uh, one of my favorite things was um, in the labor area, um, in between like the uh, buildings for the convention center, um, like in the big yard there, uh, mm. we had a food truck that would go there, and they would do like tacos for buck fifty each, which you know you get four tacos, and it's still cheaper than anything you would get in working in Vegas at you know any place that you could get uh so it was great i used to love that place uh <laughs> sometimes i would i would just like uh go out there when um when it was like too early for it to be a proper break for me but i knew they were leaving so i would just go during like a 15 and i would run and grab stuff and then just put it in like the break room or something <laughs> it was good god i missed that place anyway good food trucks food trucks are great good. They, you know, they are. I, uh, I have to be careful because I don't have an immune system, so I gotta go to ones I really trust because of, you know, sanitation concerns. Mm -hmm. But, um, but anyway, yeah. uh, it is time for robots and not food. Uh, robots, robots are at food. the moment. I suppose that's true. Um, I mean, there are some mobile suits that I imagine would probably, if they were a creature, would be good to eat. Like any Xeon amphibious suit. Just cook that over a fire, and you're gonna have some tasty crab meat on the inside, right? Probably, That's... probably. Okay, well then, what's a shrimp? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 the problem is, in my head, they're all just like crab. Like if you crack open a gog over a fire, that's a crab, or a high gog, or any of those. Well, the thing is, the zagok is a crab. The zagok e is a lobster. That's true. I could, yeah, fair enough. Uh, the high gog is like one of those freaky mutant crabs. Uh, got way too long of arms, but why don't we have uh, a fiddler crab mobile suit? What the hell? Like just one you know, big claw and one small claw. <laughs> I think the endless waltz wing zero tastes like chicken. Fair enough. 
I'm going to roll a d6 <laughs> to see what table we're working with. Yep. That was a good three minutes of us just talking food instead of <laughs> goddamn robots on the robot show. Well, we're starting, we're, we're, we're being pretty fundamental here. We're doing the first half of our early UC list. Hey, pretty it's classic been a while. shit on here. Yeah. All right. Ah. Uh, okay. What do we get? What do we get? This is not, this one's not a challenge. If I say that, say the fucking MS05A. Oh, the Zaku 1. Okay. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting with the Zaku early. No, I guess we should. We can keep going back. We could just keep keep digging. I guess we're starting with the prototype Zaku, the MSO four. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean we we already had a Zaku two episode, right? Did we? We did, but it was early on, back when we were basically not doing anything. Basically, yeah. when we were just fucking around and wasting everyone's time by talking about like two robots and calling it a day like cowards. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> And we're going to stick with uh, the MMSV and all that, because here's the thing. Uh, we've talked about the. I think we've kind of hinted at this before. Origin actually does its own continuity with the robots uh, mm -hmm. and the designs. And I think it's going to be very complex if we add that in there, because, like, there's, you know, just their own whole lineage there. But... I would love to figure out a way to talk about some, like, some Origin lines at some point, because I do think some of that stuff's really cool. Yeah, but, but uh, I honestly, I think it would be better served after we cover enough fundamentals anyway, because the thing about the origin stuff is what it fuses and what it changes, so it's going to have that basis already there anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so I guess we'll just start with the uh, our good friend, the MSO4 prototype Zaku, um, which mm -hmm. is actually from MMSV, and it's very funny because, like a lot of Okawara designs from MMSV, you can immediately tell because this is a Zaku prototype, but it has a lot of detail. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, think uh, I will say I've pulled up the uh, the list of, of suits covered for the Zaku 2 app. It's more than I thought. So, you know. Okay. We actually... But I mean the Zaku 1 will have variants and stuff, so you know. Well, here's the thing is we can't talk about the Zaku 1. <laughs> Wait, did we talk about the Zaku 1 that episode? We talked about the MS uh 05B. We can talk about any other variants. We didn't talk about any Zaku 1 variants. Okay, but well, the we'll, very well, core Zaku 1 we talked that's about. That's so weird. God, what we were such a fucking mess. I mean, I mean, we didn't know what the show's format was going to be. Again, always noting that we thought this was going to be a fifteen-minute, like fifteen to thirty-minute podcast, and we have greatly outgrown that. But this that episode was late enough that we should have known better. Yeah, well, it's fine. We'll we'll do them now. This will just be the Zaku One pro like pre-production and post-production special, and not the actual Zaku One. It's great. All um, right. Alright, so MSO4 prototype Zaku. This is from MMSV. Uh, as it, I love that it states here that it's an improved version of the MSO3 prototype. The thing is, there's not really pictures of the MS01 through MSO3 uh, within, like, you know, this kind of development period. There's interpretations of it, to be sure. Um, in, mm -hmm. like, like, Giren's Ambition has its own, like, take on, like, oh, this is what an early mobile suit is. And I think MS era has like one of the first like walking mobile suit prototypes by Xeon in it, and it also looks like a really janky like early Zaku. So there's a lot of people that want to interpret it, but the MSO4 is one where we have a concrete design, and this is a fun guy because okay, so the head, uh, you've got a very Zaku like head, but the sides of the head actually have like almost like a Gundam vent situation, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like the cheeks on the first Gundam, um. You've got, like, the nose from a Zaku, but it doesn't have the tubes yet. 
Uh, not there, at least. Um, still has the little snoot like Azaku. Does have kind of like uh, the Gelgoog, actually. Uh, the weird little, um, like, back horn, I guess I would say. Or like yeah, back. yeah. yeah. Um, and it's got a separate plate on the back of the head in general with some little uh, vents on it, which is kind of neat. Um, yeah, it's a very strange head, actually, because... Again, this is for MMSV. This is way later, and this actually feels like this feels like an in between of the Zaku One and Zaku Two to me more than it feels like a pre Zaku One thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it looks cool as shit. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it's the MMSV era art of Okawara, and I like that era of his art. It, it, he loves doing mm-hmm. all the little details. Uh, you get to the torso. You've got like the Zaku chest area in black, but you do have a yellow cockpit hatch. Um, the sides of the torso also have vents on the front of them, or thrusters, either way. Um, and you have, you have this, like, cool, like, section for the torso going to the waist that's, like, it's, like, a gray bunch of, like, uh, how would I describe it? Like, it, it feels like a covering, right? Like, a section mm-hmm. covering. Uh, it, but, like, but it's a, clearly metal as well. Yeah. Um... You've also got, going to the arms, you do have asymmetrical shoulders on this, which is the thing that is, like, ah, that feels like a, like a Zaku 2, like, thing to me. More mm-hmm. so, like, the Zaku 1 is also asymmetrical, but it's, like, asymmetrical in a weird way. This is, like, the left shoulder has, like, a big thruster on it and a bunch of little verniers, whereas the right shoulder is just kind of, like, some armor plates. Like, it, like, you've got, like, a pauldron, and then you've got, like, two gray metal plates, like, in the middle of it. It's weird looking because those armor plates are, like, the way they're shaped reminds me of, like, when you add, like, rails and stuff to weapons, right? Mm -hmm. To allow accessories. But you look at that, and they're perfectly smooth. There aren't, like, holes or rivets for you to attach things to. So I guess they are just armor. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I guess it's like a... Again, comparing it to the Zaku 2 more than the Zaku 1, it feels like the early idea of a Zaku shield. Complete with the fact that the right arm actually does have a shield, like a little like, buckler-type shield, like, very small attached to the, uh, joint. Um... It's just adorable and does nothing. Yeah, no, it's a very small little thing. But, when you combine that with the armor plate on the right arm, it does look like it's almost, like, one big, long line of armor, you know, it's mm-hmm. with a little gap. Which, you know, that's probably what he's calling back. It's just funny to me that this prototype Zaku references the Zaku 2 more than the 1, even though it's, you know, before that. Um, For sure. Left shoulder, though, You've got the thruster, the left arm. Um, the arms are weird. So they have like that segmented uh, forearm, kind of like the Zaku's, uh, like you know all the Zaku's have. But you've got a gray piece instead of having like an elbow pad. Um, the you have a wrist pad, I guess you would say. Like there's an armor embedded on the wrist there. Mm, um, yeah. and then just you know their hands are hands. Uh, for the skirt. You have a full section of skirts. You have two front skirts with little thrusters and vents on them. Two side skirts that they have like a little yellow pocket to me. And I know that this still uses a drum magazine, but it does feel like it would be like where you would like, you know, have something stored. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the rear skirt, the rear skirt is interesting because it actually connects into the back of the torso. You've got wires there Um, and the rear skirt. The design of it almost looks like it's just, like, either, like, propellant tanks or possibly, like, part of an outbound generator. It's I, weird looking. 
I assume they're propellant tanks because those hoses connect almost directly into the backpack. Yeah, <clears throat> which I guess I should just note, I usually note the backpack last, but the backpack on this is very diminutive and tiny. It's just like mm -hmm. a little gray backpack. It's got some thrusters on the outer part, some looking down. Um, the, It's really interesting because, like I said, MMSV era, you've got a lot of weird vernier placement on this, like that feels, you know, spacey and stuff. But in a way mm -hmm. that you don't have with first Gundam designs, so that's why this design is just, like, really weird in kind of a retrospective way. Um, the thighs are Zaku thighs, they're big round thighs. Uh, the lower legs are, um, you, you've got, like, you know, Zaku-like armor, but again, you have thrusters on the inner and outer part of the leg, on the calves. Uh, you do have, like, a separate, uh, knee armor piece, um, and then the feet are also interesting because they are bulky they don't really have like like when you see zaku feet typically right you have like the the toe can bend usually on modern kits and you have like that little ankle piece that is like movable and they're they're a little smaller than this these are just chunky <laughs> they're just big feet mm -hmm. um and yeah so again this is a weird mobile suit it's supposed to be it, it does have a thermonuclear reactor and it is fast. This is like the first, as they put it here with the technical history, this is like the first combat-ready mobile suit, um, as opposed mm -hmm. to just being like a curiosity. Uh, this one does have a very funny-looking Zaku machine gun, because it looks like a pistol, almost. With yeah, and it's got the drum placement um, evocative of like a Thompson. Yeah, it's real weird-looking. Um, just like, you know, just... Not like any other Zaku machine gun you really have. No. Um, and uh, to be, I should I should be clear, given how much I've talked on this show about this sort of thing. When I say it's evocative of the Thompson, it's just sort of like, oh, that's another gun you would know that looks similar to this. This isn't an Izabuchi. This is a, this, this is, is a actually Okawara is still doing actual gun design. <laughs> Okawara of... drew a thing, didn't just trace over some World War II gun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I like this design. The green and the yellow is interesting, actually. Like, going with that yellow for the secondary color. Um, this is a cool friend, actually. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's hard to improve upon a Zaku, but I love Zaku variants because that's the thing. They're all based on a Zaku, and Zakus are good. Um, and yeah, like, I like this one a lot, actually. Um, again, it feels a little weird because to me, this feels more like it feels like the MSO4 almost should be the Zaku 1, and this should be, like, the step between the Zaku 1 and the Zaku 2. Well, it's the classic excuse, right, that they that they use a lot. And I understand why. It's sort of like, listen, if you are like, I want to draw a thing that exists before the Zaku 1, but I don't want it to look shitty. I want to draw a cool thing. Use the classic excuse. Simply, right, it's too like, expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's just too expensive. We just can't do it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, look, it... it, it Technology advancing very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so there's that. And then I guess we would move on to the Zaku 1 early type from this. And the Zaku uh, 1... Oh, wait. Yeah. I know. I, I, the Zaku 1 early type is the most a mobile suit has ever looked like a dude in a suit from a Toku show. Yes. Also, it's a Zaku 1, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. Design-wise, it's not actually different from the Zaku 1, like, B that we talked about. Literally nothing is different, other than, like, like it's it's a technical difference, right? Like, there is a, mm -hmm. the, obviously a tech difference, but 
it is it, it's just the same thing uh other than because it's drawn for msv you have okawara doing his real fancy coloring on it mm-hmm. um and so you got like a lot of markings on it lots of 63s on the one on the wiki um but like yeah no and it does just look like a guy in the suit things like the the way the arms are and the way the legs are and stuff um the legs are so thin i forgot that okawara like when he's drawing because this is an early msv thing um mm-hmm. you know so this is like 19 probably like 81 or 82 the way he draws the legs they're so thin like you usually think of zaku's as being like more rounded or chunky compared to like federation mobile suits um, but the way this is drawn is just so thin. Um, it's kind of fun. I kind of like it in a sense of like, I feel like there's a very natural, like, again, a natural narrative of development here where you build the the 04. I guess you build the 03 and probably the 02 and the 01 before that. I don't know what those look like. Um mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, we need to make the next version of this. And it's like, obviously, the point of a mecha is it's supposed to be like a person. And so we're going to streamline it streamline it, and make it more person-like. And then you do that and you're like, wait, why? There's no reason to. <laughs> Let's just make yeah. it good. Let's not make it person-like. Let's make it good. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, we have the future of mobile suit design. But this, like, uh, for, for apologies to the Zaku one, but this misstep is, I feel like, very telling about the psychology. Yeah. Um... So yeah, not not really a lot to rehash on it. Like it, it uses all the Zaku weapons, right? It, use, it, mm-hmm. it has the hundred millimeter machine or one hundred five millimeter machine gun that is like side loaded that the Zaku that the Zaku one uses. It has um like that smaller bazooka that the Zaku ones are depicted with that sometimes pops over the shoulder. The model kit has that. You've got the regular Zaku bazooka. You've got a Heat Hawk. Um. They do mention on here a shotgun and a double bazooka, but the shotgun is just the camper shotgun, which, I mean, it's a physical weapon. There's no reason any mobile suit couldn't just pick that up. Or maybe if you rammed a forklift into the trigger, it would still fire, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it does mention the double bazooka, and the double bazooka I will talk about in a fun way. One of the earliest uh, Gundam books, and I'm spacing on the name of it. Fuck. Um, the one that, like, really, like, got into, like, the nitty-gritty of details used to love doing like weird weapons for them but were repurposed from the existing ones rather than like just making new ones so you would get these like really neat things in there where it would be like oh uh this is a th- th- you have like the bazookas are all attached with a metal strut and they're just fire so you have three bazookas on one thing um hmm. They actually did, uh, recently for the Robot Spirits Ver anime line, uh, they did a pack that is all, like, parts based on the book's illustrations. Let me pull that up real quick, actually. Here it is. Um, but it's really neat to me, because, um, like, it's like this just, a lot of things want to just make their own thing, so it's kind of fun seeing someone just go, like, well, we can't invent a new thing while we're doing this or we can't invent too many new things and they just do like the most like it it definitely feels like something that's improvised by the pilots and engineers rather than something made to do it and i like that um and that's what this doubles bazooka reminds me of that it mentions because it's literally just two zaku bazookas strapped on top of each other Mm -hmm. you can see in the manga page that they show yeah there there's a like you know, when when creating new like stuff, new technical details, there are sort of like two ways you can go, and one is to expand the possibility space, and one is to explore it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Here, real quick, uh, take a look at these six. Um, for the the listeners at home, if you look up Robot Spirit Zeon parts, you will actually find this. Um, this, this is cool. Uh-huh. Uh, th- there's a couple of parts that are, like, you know, new based on illustrations in the book, which are mostly, like, these propellant tanks and stuff. These are supposed to be, like, used when they're working on... Like, when these are... When the Zaku is being depicted as a work mobile suit early on, rather than a mm. combat one. You even see, uh... If you look below the Heat Hawk in that image I linked, there's actually a torch there, too. And huh, you yeah. can see, um, an early version of something you would know from GBO2, the long barrel Zaku machine gun there. Yeah. Um, and then you have a Zaku machine gun with a bayonet, which is amazing. That's pretty uh, cool. And also, also... a completely impractical weapon, but... Uh, also check, the, uh, you can see the bazooka holster on the back. It's literally just three bazookas <laughs> strapped together. With the three handles, that's and great. I, I kind of love it, is the thing, right? Like, it's just a very fun way of doing that. Is the understanding that they are, like, fire-linked, or do you, like, fire and then, like, like I guess you handle? Can, I always, I always was thinking, with the way they were shown using them in, the, in, like, the little illustrations in that book, that they were probably fire-linked, but I guess it could just be literally you rotating them and grabbing each handle individually and firing um i guess that's faster than reloading yeah you know it's i i kind of love it though i i want to get this parts pack because i actually do have the ver anime zaku 2 um Mm. mainly because it's super cheap compared to a lot of the later ver animes but it's really fun because you know the ver anime line is all about looking like more 0079 like rather Mm -hmm. than more modern and it's a neat thing or tries to look like the anime i should say because you do have ver anime of like uh 0083 and stuff and those obviously are detailed but they're based on what they look like in the show um so the zaku one early type does have two variants um technically one of them is a playmo kirishiro thing but i want to just bring it up now because it's very funny i know we usually Mm -hmm. save those for the end uh but this one's a simple one there's the dokuro zaku which is just a Zaku 1 that is painted like a skeleton, and it has, instead of like the Zaku 1 head, it has more of a skull face, but with a mono eye still. Um, and I love it. It's very, very dumb. Um, and it just has a Heat Hawk and nothing else. It just has the Heat Hawk, yeah. And it's otherwise, it's just like wearing like skeleton paint. <laughs> and I love it. Um, there's also, a, now here's a weird one. <laughs> The MS-05HS prototype Zaku Minovsky particle scattering equipment type. Um, this is a lot. Whoa, yeah. Um, so this is a Zaku one that is meant to just spread Minovsky particles, as the name implies. Um, that way you would basically... Um, you, you would put it on the Zaku and it would just be a support machine. Uh, the funny thing, though, is... It is large, and it is not meant for combat. This literally is just, like, a support craft that flies onto the battlefield and fucks up all the radars and then hides. This is from a weird story, and this is one of the ones that has an article, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Um, This is from a uh, cyber comics uh, story. And cyber comics used to do a lot of weird stories, and they were, like, a very, like, they, they were, like, the side story magazine of, like, the late 80s early 90s um there's a lot of really weird and neat stuff in them but a lot of that stuff is just not referenced at all because you know they're it's just weird stuff you know it's Mm -hmm. and there's no access to the cyber comics it's not like people scanned a lot of these and put them online really 
Um, and they tend to feature some really cool and some really weird machines. Um, funnily enough, uh, this little article in New Type uh, surprisingly does reference them, and you can see them in the middle. You can see also another machine from it on the right there. Um, yeah. Which is, I think it, is it the, the X93 or something like that. Let me see. It's X91. <laughs> the X91XC, which uh, there's, I guess, it's manufactured by NASA, which is very funny to me. Excuse me? Yes. It is a high mobility weapon uh, introduced by NASA in UC50. Um, it was given a model number and then, you know, was it used? Uh, and then they think the Zaku was maybe derived from XC, but this is like something that was like a weird curiosity in universe that I don't know why it exists, but I kind of love it because it's so fucking weird. Um, yeah, it is that. And I guess we'll um, never bring it up otherwise, so I'm going to bring it up now. <laughs> um, fair. With the uh, with the Madofsky particle scattering equipment type, I feel like it's kind of fun because it feels... Like, this is a design that at the moment seemed like a good idea, and then very quickly they were just like, wait, we can just have all mobile suits scatter enough Minofsky particles to do Yeah, if you're job. deploying enough mobile suits, it, it already does this, right? Like, mm -hmm. So having a devoted, a large devoted machine that is not really combat-worthy because it's all thrusters and big old generators for generating Minofsky particles, like, maybe not the best idea. It certainly looks fucking cool, though. It does, but it very quickly becomes a, a solution in search of a problem. Yeah, no. Um, look, this is what you would use in the post-apocalypse, right? This is what you use in a post-apocalyptic setting. You unearth this, and it's like, oh, fuck, I can ruin everyone's radar while I'm Mad Maxing mm -hmm. around, but not, you know. God, that's the only sad thing uh, with, like, thinking about post-apocalypse. Why don't we have, like, space post-apocalypse, like, where it's just all in space? Like, no planetary stuff. Just... Space stuff. That'd be fun. Oh. That oh, gets sorry. Complicated. As I was gonna say, that gets complicated. It does. Like the logist like part of the pro part of the concept of a post apocalypse is that there are a lot of logistics problems, and if you do that in space <laughs> There's a weird. lot, a lot of logistics, yeah. Um so actually before we move on, uh there is an article for the MSO one I was actually thinking of from MS Era that I brought up. Um just not for the O two and the O three. Uh this thing is also known as the Crab Man. Which is very funny to me. Um, so I wanted to show you it. Uh, also known as the MSO-1. This is the one that pops up in MS era. And this is usually used as like the big precursor suit. Uh, uh -huh. It looks a little different in all the different art. Because again, it doesn't have like an official design. But basically for those at home. This is a Zaku that has only armor on the torso and head. And the torso and head are basically like one big piece. Uh, you've got these very funny-looking legs, because there's, like, no skirts or anything, and they just kind of walk in a very silly way. Um, and there's lots of exposed machinery. The arms, absolutely no armor. Um, this is a fun little guy. I just wanted to show that. Uh, I mean, if we're doing that, why don't we also mention its rival? Oh. Oh, does it have a rival? Oh, yeah. The MIP-X1. Right. The MIP-X1. Fuck. All right. Well, we're mentioning a lot of weird things this episode, but we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't mention the other. We might not have time for two. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, no, we uh, there's not a lot of Zaku one variants. Uh, the the MIP X one is uh a just a spacecraft. This isn't even a mobile suit. This well, is it's just the it's the origin of the mobile armor. 
Yep, and this is actually basically just a stripped-down big row. Uh, you can see it's just like, it, again, uh, much like the Crab Man, this is like a mobile, like, this is a mobile machine that has no armor. This is never meant on its own to be combat-worthy. This is simply just what it is, right? It's just a ship with a cannon on it and some thrusters to show that the idea works. Um, it's, yeah, like... It is cl so clearly, like, built around the cannon in a way that it's like, okay, how do we make this cannon fly? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I do love, like, that it has the little thrustery bits on it for, like, doing the rotation. Uh -huh. um, like, it's just, it's pretty neat. Um, now, here's the fun thing. One reason they didn't go for this, it don't do AMBAC good. Um, it has to use thrust in all directions because, you know, that's how that would work. Um, you, you mentioned this was the rival machine of the Crab Man, but also there's another rival, as you can see in the AMBAC demonstration there, which is this is like a mobile armor with limbs to show off, hey, what if you rotated those? What if you could do free rotation because of the way like a spacesuit works, right? Or like the way movement works in space without having to use any thrust. And you can see like I do actually really like that showing, even though, you know, this is all nitty-gritty stuff that doesn't matter anyway, because we're watching Gundam, there's going to be mecha. But I do like that they show that, hey, you know, what if we just did this without the thrust uh, instead of making a ship, right? Because, like, you can see with the with the uh, MIP-X1 there, oh, if it's rotating, it has to both rotate using thrusters, and then it has to stop rotation using, like, the counterbalancing thrusters, Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of thrust to use to do a 360 turn. Whereas with the other one, it's just you wiggle the arms until you turn around. Yeah. And then, of course, this gets funny because every later mobile suit starts adding thrusters for faster turning around alongside the MAC. So what's no the name of to. that other thing? Uh, no clue, because it doesn't seem to have an article. <laughs> um, it just says Zionic Mobile Armor. Okay, I... I hate oh, writing that, but oh, the Mipex one. You know what? You know what? The Mipex one isn't even really a name either. Just duh. It's produced by um, MIP, I believe, is the company. So, so it's just. I guess it has a code there for being X one, yeah. but I, I, mean, I guess the other one would be Zionic but... X one then, right? Because yeah, they're yep. all experimental prototypes, mm -hmm. and they're the first ones. Um, totally. Anyway, <laughs> Zion prototype episode. Um, you know what the you know what the name of the switch is the Nintendo Switch. Oh, hey, these are illustrated by Beecraft up here. Interesting. Um, oh, being ignored. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we talked about the Crab Man. There is also an ex. There is also like a a subsequent mobile suit based on that, but it's not the MSO two, which annoys me. This thingy. It's just this is just the Zaki Woman plus armor, and it's painted silver. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yep, there you go. It's the ZI-XA2 for everyone to look up. There's not a lot to talk about with it, though, because, again, just kind of continues on the theme of we made a crappy robot that can kind of walk. I say kind of walk because one of my favorite illustrations of the Crab Man, which is in MS era, is when it falls over. Um. Oh, Gundam Wiki, why are you not letting me make that big? Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'll, here, I'll send this your way. Goddamn wiki. I'm looking at it. This is okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see it. It's pretty good. Uh -huh. 
Um, the, the fact that it tumbled over on their first test is so funny. It's like, the first photo, which is it working, is the one that is titled Birth of a Mobile Suit. And that's so funny, because they, they, they took the second photo, and they're like, okay, we can't share that, because if people see that, they'll think these are dumb. It's so, it's so good. Anyway. I mean, listen, that's, that's how this begins, right? That's how this all starts. Yep. Okay. All the weird, weird, weird side story crap out of the way. Now it's time to talk about other weird side story crap. <laughs> Specifically, Zaku 1 variations that we didn't talk about before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a lot we can talk about. Um, I guess we'll start with some that are actually like Zaku 1 variations, uh, and then there's a couple of really weird ones that kind of use a Zaku 1, but I don't think saying developed into is the right way to describe them, looking at the AdSam <laughs> repair. Anyway... First one we're talking about is a variation that is a liked one that started existing mainly because of video games, which is the MS-05L Zaku-1 yeah. Sniper. Yeah. So the reason that the Zaku-1 Sniper exists is basically this. You have Harmony of Gundam, which is like Hajime Kotoki making variants for video games and models, mostly for video games, because here's the thing. If you're doing a video game that is faction versus faction, it's actually very unbalanced because Xeon has a lot of, like, mid to close range suits, and the Federation gets all beam weapons, and they get, like, snipers and shit. There aren't really snipers for Xeon in that way, other than, like, the Gelgu beam, which mm -hmm. kind of retroactively became a sniper, even though it's also not really one. Um, so one of the things here is the Zaku-1 sniper, and I love this guy. Um, so you've got the Zaku-1 head, but the camera has very clearly been enhanced, to the point that I believe it's just sticking out of the head a little bit. Because um, it's a much bigger mono-eye. Um, you've got reinforced armor on it. Like, it's the same torso and stuff, but you have, like, a lot of little bolty bits on the armor. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have, like, little, you know, bits on the shoulder that are extra detail. Otherwise, the arms are still the same. Uh, one primary change from the Zaku one, though, is if you look at the knees... One of the knees actually is made to um, be like a lay, uh, like a foot for when it kneels, oh. which I think is pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I quite like that. Um, the other major equipment change is the backpack. This thing has a big backpack because that backpack exists to power the beam. Uh, like, because you know, obviously, sure. a Zaku one is not going to be able to power a beam rifle on its own, so it basically has a backpack generator. And the idea is, even though this would slow it down, it's a sniper. It shouldn't be in frontline combat anyway. So, um, I've always been surprised that there is no Zaku 2 sniper. Um, don't worry, there actually does exist one, but only for one specific video game, and they didn't bother giving it its own design. I think it's just the Zaku 2 that uses this rifle. Cool. <laughs> In Great. MSGO. Yeah, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Online. Um, but, uh, the Zaku 1 sniper rules, though, and I, I just think this is, like, it's still very simple. Um, I should note with the beam rifle also, it has a very funny thing where the beam rifle actually has to swap the barrels because this is an early prototype beam rifle, and mm. it doesn't actually, like, it doesn't fire, like, normally. Um, I guess we'll mention this. This actually does pop up in Unicorn. This happens with a lot of MSV stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, and we do see that in action where it fires, and then it has to actually, like, pop open the barrel which shoots out a red-hot, you know, melting barrel, and then it slides in a new barrel. It's pretty sick. I mean, it obviously, looks cool. Obviously an impractical thing, but you know what? 
<laughs> well, the way that this snipes is this does do the, like the the sniping that like we see in Eighth MS team, right? With um the gem sniper, where it's actually like a longer sustained beam rather yeah. than just like a beam rifle beam, which is probably True. why it overheats. But like the thing is, all it has to do then is drag the beam along the ground though, or drag it along a mobile suit or whatever, which is actually a lot, you know, pretty destructive. It's just also not. Yeah, not the most practical for combat. One other weird thing it has, it does add head Vulcans to the Zaku 1. Uh, I bl it just has, uh, like, the two head Vulcans in the middle of the head that are, you know... Um, yeah, it has head Vulcans for, I guess, close-range defense. I Question guess. Mark? I, I mean, you're probably dead, but, you know, you may as well give the pilot some kind of, like, ah, oh, you'll be fine, just mm, use the Vulcans you know and run. It could be useful for situations where you are doing your sniping and they try and flush you out with missiles. That is, you know what, that's fair. Um, um, I also, I mean, you mentioned it before, but I do really want to highlight just how sick, like, when you get, like, some, some proper detail, you know, obviously a lot of times in animation it's drawn with less detail, which is, you know, that's how this goes. I'm not, but when you get, like, full detail and you see just how much the the head looks sick as hell, because it doesn't have, like... It doesn't. It has the track, but the track is recessed for the mono eye. It doesn't have all the stuff up front. You just see a bunch of fucking machinery back there. Mm hmm. It looks really dope. Yeah, this is a machine that I've always really liked. Actually, um, it's just cool. Uh, and they did do a high grade of it, and I do want to get that at some point because they're never gonna. They've never done a master grade two point fucking Zaku one, and they'll probably never do that because Zaku time. two is what people like. I know, but you know, give it time is like the thing you can say for literally every suit. Though, speaking of, time for our next variant, uh, the complete opposite of a sniper type, the MS-05Q Zaku one. Um, so this one, when it was introduced in MSVR, was actually weirdly for MSVR because usually those MSV stuff don't like to mention, like, the side stories all that often, or, like, side OVAs. They usually just focus on first Gundam. But the MS-05Q, when it was first made, was actually Norris Packard's, uh, you know, first, like, custom Zaku. And what it is, is a Zaku with fucking spike knuckles, is all it is. So, yeah. it has a couple of other changes. Um, it has a Zaku one head, but it does have tubes. Uh, like the Zaku two. It has two shoulder pauldrons, and then the other major change is it has knuckle spikes. And that's basically... <laughs> um, armaments and all that are the same. Um, this is And it does have, like, a new reactor, which is why it has the pipes, and, you know... There mm -hmm. are internal changes, but just in terms of the design... This is just a punch saku. I do love Norris Packard's um, custom colors, though, and I kind of am sad... This was way after the fact, obviously. But if the goof custom was in the the red, purple, and blue, that would rule. That would be really sick. Um, but yeah, no, this is just this is a Zaku that can also punch. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> MSVR is a lot of uh, poor Okawara being forced to make ideas that don't always work out, and I think this is one of them. It's just like okay, you have made a slightly more melee centric Zaku one. Um, it does have a different design on the machine gun because um, it has like a weird kind of like vi like shield visor on it. I don't know why why you would do that, right? Like it, it, here, like uh, you can I see, see it, it at the bottom of the yeah. page. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like it is reminiscent of like 
of like shielding on like a turret emplacement, but it's obviously not big enough to protect much of anything. No, it's on a Zaku machine gun. It's not like the Zaku puts it up to its like mono eye to fire, you know? This, yeah. The machine gun has a camera there for a reason. And the camera is offset from the fucking shield. You I, would think that maybe the shield yeah. would be rotated a little so it would be in front of the camera, right? Or something. I, yeah, I don't understand. I it's just I think it just exists because they told him to make a different Zaku machine gun. And he was like, okay, but do you have any ideas? And they were like, no. And he's like, okay. Oh, okay. Actually, I will say when they depict it in the magazine for the model and not in the art, they do actually have it so that the uh, scope is behind it. That makes okay. a bit more sense to me. And I guess okay. it protects the ammo drum from being hit as well. By any yeah, I guess I guess it's a situation where I mean we we know this about Norris Packard's fighting style that he's uh he's he likes to get up close and personal and I can see at a closer range wanting to be able to protect those parts. Yep. Spike knuckles though. I I, I cannot imagine being a Zaku one pilot going okay make my Zaku one really fast and I'm gonna punch them to death. But I guess that's what Norris Packard does. So, you I know. mean I think Norris Packard just never wants to be without a weapon. I don't think that's his go to solution. But like fair enough but it's yeah just, it's it's a little silly it's I a mean, little silly still i have put spike knuckles on the design so like I, I, I mean they were on the shield yeah but they were on the shields and those shield knuckles are fucking cool thank you thing. i mean i say thank you as if i didn't just copy them from the fucking gelgook marine but listen <laughs> i mean they're cool on the gelgook marine there's no reason to not uh, there are games that also make the zaku use those like the zaku one and such okay so right. you know um Okay, Zaku-1 variant, MSO-5B, Zaku-1 land warfare type. That's a Zaku-1, but with some extra details because it's on land, I guess. It's in the Zeonic front. Uh, <laughs> it I does know, use a Federation cause... shield that they stole, apparently. I know it's just because it's in Zeonic, but it looks too tall. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what... the. The perspective on the screenshot's a little weird there. And um, probably probably it's just some like some sicko who caught this screenshot doing like aspect ratio changes. Like a monster. Yes. <laughs> That's very common. <laughs> um I do like that it has a stolen GM shield that mm -hmm. it uses, but otherwise it's just the, it does Zaki things. You know. Yeah. Um Oh, I guess they are given region specific colors. But ironically, this is used in a jungle area, so it's still <laughs> Zaku one colors. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, this is a weird one from Solomon Express, which has a lot of strange designs. This is the MS-05 BIS Zaku British Invasion Green Devil. This is used for, apparently, like, warding off warships and destroying colony mirrors, and it has nuclear weaponry. Um... This is, like, a weird thing, though, because we've already seen that depicted with Zaku 1s. Also, they call it an MSO 5. That's a Zaku 2. And it even labels it as a Zaku 2. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, the, the nuclear bazooka is also just clearly, like, the nuclear bazooka from the GPO 2 and, like, repurposed, like, on a model uh, for, like, the art there. Yeah. Eh. Hmm. It's whatever. I'm in. If there were more details, I would be intrigued. As is, it's just a piece of like funny looking art. But yeah, um, there is the MSO five S Zaku one commander type, which again, not a lot of difference. It it doubles up the shoulder pauldrons, and you have a commander antenna. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Oh, and I should mention, uh, the Zaku one also has, like, a commander type, but it's not actually, like, all that different. It just has the commander antenna. But because of the Zaku uh, one sniper's head design, where, like, you have that little clip for the mono eye to look up, the, the horn has to be offset, which I think is kind of fun. Um, but they want to make sure it still has the horn. Uh, the Zaku one commander type, though, you know, it's frequently depicted using a weird mix of equipment, like uh, Garrett Schmeiser's in um, Xeonic Front uses, like, the big Dom Bazooka, the Dom Tropin Bazooka with the shield on it, and, like, it uses a goof saber and a goof shield. It just uses, like, a weird mix of equipment. Um, but, I mean, it's just it's just a souped-up Zaku one. That's all this mm-hmm. is. Which is, which I think a souped-up Zaku one would still, in fact, be lesser than a Zaku two. Sure. Um, I mean, so it, it's very it, funny that a commander would specifically request a Zaku one still. Well, you gotta stand out. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you have, finally, one other little variant that I will talk about here. Um, oh wait, no, first, MSO6V Zaku tank, right, that's a Zaku. Why is that on Zaku 1 variations? Hold on. Did we already talk about the Zaku tank? Do you remember? We didn't. Okay, well, I guess we will. Oh, I know why, because 8th MS team does a Zaku 1 Zaku tank instead of a Zaku 2 one, but gives it the same model number. Right, okay. Anyway, there's the Zaku tank. Um, the Because it's related to the Zaku 1, the 8th MS team one is literally just the upper body of a Zaku 1 uh, with two crane arms slapped onto it, and then uh, tank treads based on like the Magella top, mm-hmm. or uh, the Magella you know, um, tank. And that's got the uh, scoop on front, too. It has a little scoop, yeah, a little bulldozer scoop on the front. Um, the regular Zaku tank, on the other hand, is actually a Zaku 2 slapped onto this, with two small shoulder shields, little claw arms, and just the Magella top, or Magella bottom, I guess. I always say Magella top, because that's my, like, impulse to say when I say Magella. Um, and it has, like, a, it has the little machine gun from the Magella, I guess. Uh, not a great machine. Um. Funnily enough, this does pop up animated in uh, Zeta Gundam because Zeta Gundam had a bunch of MSV stuff in it during the Jaburo attack. Um, it's it exists. People love this thing, and I get it because it's doofy. But also, you know, <laughs> it can dual wield machine guns. What's not to love? Yeah. I mean, you know, any of them can, but not in GBO two. Well, GBO two has its own special Zaku cannon though, because that's when they had to be like, wait. We have to get rid of the claw arms. We have to give true, it a shoulder true. cannon, and we have to give it... Well, okay, there's two variations. There's a version of the Zaku tank, which is called the Zaku tank cannon type, which has a shoulder cannon and, like, still has the claw arms. And then there's, like, the GBO2 version of that, which has the shoulder cl- cannon and just has Zaku arms. Um, there's also... Uh, well, I guess we'll just talk about it, because we're almost done with Zaku 1 variations anyway. Uh, there is two Zaku tank variations that we didn't talk about in the Zaku episode, so mm-hmm. we have the MS-06V6 Zaku tank brain macaque type, uh, which is, the arms have gotten beefier, and there's a little crane on the back of it. Uh, or, sorry, sometimes it's a little standing tower, I guess, like for, you know, moving someone around, and then sometimes it's also a crane. It's also um, got like a looks like a eight barrel like missile launcher. It's where yeah, the, where on the, the machine gun instead of machine guns. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though this is even more devoted to construction, it seems like. 
Listen, part of construction is deconstruction, right, baby? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Anyway, it does have the bigger claw arms. Oh, I guess it's for going through a, a, like a jungle environment easier. Sure. Um, then we have the funniest named one, the MS-06 V8 Zaku Tank Wild Boar from MSVR, where we ran out of ideas. Um, oh, it's from, yeah, the return of Johnny Ridden. <laughs> uh, so this is just the Zaku Tank, and it has the tiniest commander antenna I've ever seen on a mobile suit. And the the right arm is still a claw. It still has the machine gun. But now the left arm is a... Uh, it's the 105mm machine gun from the Zaku-1, but there's two of them stacked on top of each other, barrel-wise. Where is it storing the ammo? Uh, good question. Uh, oh, you this know weapon you can... also led to a 30% overall speed drop of the Magella attack tank. So this is just a slow nothing creature. If you look... Behind the left shield, slightly under there, you can see an. Oh, there's belt. a bear. Uh, there's a belt fed. Okay, yeah, it's belt fed instead of a uh, drum. Okay, and, and you can and see you can see the ejection ports, ports yeah. for the uh, cases. So you know what? Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, other than the fact that this is now slower by thirty percent than the Magella attack tanks, so it is. <laughs> you have made a more expensive and worse machine than a Magella attack tank. I mean, listen, nobody's perfect. All right. Final Zaku 1 variation to talk about, I believe. Um, I'm double-checking real quick before I say it, because this one's dumb. Um, and I'm going to see if any of these variations maybe had anything that I missed, but I don't think they did. This, the Zaku 1 does not get quite as much love as the Zaku 2 does, um, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, these. So, you know. Uh, yeah, no. Nothing. Okay. Final thing to talk about, and this is like from, uh, this is a weird one. We have the Adzam Repair from 0083 Rebellion, which is an interesting manga for sure, because it's like a weird retelling of Stardust Memory, and it has a lot, it, I mean, a lot of changes. It's not really Stardust Memory in the same way, which is kind mm. of fun. Um, you get, you get Gato at the beginning in a Hawaiian shirt trying to hide his Xeon <laughs> accent by saying he's on vacation, uh, and it... Like, he, he starts mumbling something, and, like, it's clear his accent is slipping, so he just yells, VACATION, at, like, the, um, at the customs counter. There are some bits of 0083 Rebellion that are really funny, even though, you know, there are pro problems I have with 0083 at times. Um, and Gato in a Hawaiian shirt with his hair down is also kind of, kind of fun. Fun character design. It's, because he's normally kind of stuffy, you know? Uh-huh. And then having him in, like, shades and a Hawaiian shirt uh, with his hair down, slamming his head, hands on a desk yelling vacation is great. Adzem Repair, though, is, um, not really just an Adzem Repair. This name is a bit of a misnomer. There's a little bit of an Adzem in there, but there's a lot of everything else happening, too. Yeah. You that's... have a Zaku-1 upper torso plugged into kind of an Adzem torso, but we have given it parts of the Absolus. Clearly, Guineas had left some parts of the Absolus, like, for repairing it on Earth, and the, the Xeon remnants were like, okay, yeah, let's do something with this, and they made this monstrosity. Also, you can see the back of it is wired into, I presume, a big generator or something? Yeah. Um, its weapons are, it has the Mega Particle Cannon from the Absolus 3 on there, which is pretty ridiculous, because you, you we see what that does in 8th MS Team, right? Yeah. Um... You know, that blows through mountains. Uh, 
it does also have from the original Abzams, uh, the uh, eight barrel or the uh, two barrel mega particle guns all over it. Uh, you can see all around the body. And of course, just in case to protect it even better, we have a little Zaku holding a Zaku bazooka on top. <laughs> um, kind of love this thing. This thing is used by New and Bitter, who is um in the mo- er, in the uh, OVA. He's the one who you know is doing his sacrificial last stand in the Zaku, and he tries to attack the bridge of the Albion, and he gets shot. I think the same thing happens, but with the Adzam repair, which is kind of ridiculous. I need to read more of that manga, because every time I see something from it, I'm like, huh, this might actually be kind of fun. I mean, I I think, like, poetically, it works way better for him to have this, like, clearly pointless last charge, but that, machi- that machine is, like, fun. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a lot of fun things in 0083 Rebellion, uh that I'd be excited to talk about. There are just so many, like, weird suit choices and, like, things that they do. It's very cool. Um, again, you can't actually speak for the whole quality of the manga, but, you know. Uh, I just know the last, the the latest issue has, like, what it seems to be the ghost of Annabelle Gato uh, piloting some weird, like, Efreet Gelgoog thing, and uh, everyone being like, what the hell? Um, and, like, after the end of 0083 and i'm like oh what they're, they're keeping this going excuse me sick um love which it kind of rules um plus it makes the plus it makes the gpo one uh something i like because it actually the gpo one is way more exciting when viewed through the lens of rebellion and like oh nina is just testing shit because she doesn't know how things will work and wants to make like the perfect gundam and that's why every variant of this is really weird instead of just Oh, we made a Gundam, but we didn't ever tune it to work on ground and space, even though, like, this is our new advanced machine um, that the anime does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Uh, oh, our gym customs. Yeah, th- those machines are trash, but also, you don't have to do anything special when we bring them to space. Uh, that that fancy new Gundam, though, uh, we can't... Uh, I don't know. Ko, uh, Ko is going to put in his random bits of code and get it fucked up. Um, it's... Dumb. Anyway, um, yeah, and that's it for everything we missed about the Zaku one. But Dylan, I would say, oh, what? It's not it for everything we missed about the Zaku two. Mm, are we doing this? I'm. I'm gesturing at the door. All right. What did we miss on the Zaku two? How much do we have? I'm curious. I mean, I can show you what we did. I. Did we only talk about, like, we talked about, like, the high mobilities, right? We talked about the high mobilities. We didn't talk about first production. We didn't talk about early production. Um, I bet there's a lot we didn't talk about. I bet there's a okay. lot we didn't Here's talk about. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. How about this? Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. How about next week we continue this Zaku episode? Okay. That way we have it still split, right? Okay. Into, like, a Zaku 1 half and a Zaku 2 half. We'll we'll call it we'll 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 clean up the remainders of the Zaku two after like during next week because we run for an hour and I still love 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 doing listener requests. Okay, I want to do one this week. And I I'll leave this in. I'll even leave this in. We may have to record that at a different time than usual because we have a guest next week. Oh, duh! Next week is yes, we do have a guest next week. But that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're smart yeah. people. But that's fine. That's fine. We yeah. can we can, we 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 figure the shit out. Mm-hmm. But I just here's the thing. I know that we went long on like the gym episodes, but overall, I think if we're gonna go into the Zaku two here, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll um, I'll just add a I'll add a new entry on the thing that's Zaku two cleanup. 
Yeah, and we'll just... I mean, hell, we don't even have to roll for it. Let's just, No, we'll just there to remind me. Okay, that works. Alright, cool. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess that will wrap up this week for our first episode. Great. Um, well, uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, perfect. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s-a-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia uh and hopefully unlike the original uh production model of of zeon's mobile suit this podcast won't make gear and zombie laugh peace peace because <laughs> he's not worth entertaining he's a fascist piece of shit yeah yeah, that's true. Amuro, Amuro, Furimukanai de Uchuno, Kanatani, Kagayaku Hoshiwa. Amuro, Omaeno, Mareta, Furusato da. おぼえているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロスリムクナムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へとえいえい